Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast Live Edition on a lovely Friday afternoon. I, of course, am your host, broadcasting once again live deep behind enemy lines from an undisclosed location, Johnny Profita, and back with me, of course, my better half, Justin Hill, Billy Boy Campbell. How goes it? Not too bad. Un- undisclosed for uh, your own personal safety, obviously. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> for a number of reasons. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on, man? Nothing too much. It's been a uh, been a fairly entertaining week as far as just general news goes. Uh, nothing, you know, super outside of the whole Trump thing that is not really materialized into anything, as we sort of uh, projected with our last episode. Um, it's been been highly entertaining outside of that. Yeah, yeah, I got a, a couple of fun things to talk about today. <laughs> Yeah, the Trump story, just I agree with MSNBC. It's not newsworthy. <laughs> we don't need to talk about it. We don't need to hear from him. <laughs> I uh, I am actually uh, putting the finishing touches on the Substack for um, for this week, and it will be on that subject, a little more in-depth, some more extra thoughts, and then I got a couple rants planned for this weekend. So should be a good time for all of those. Uh, we got a lot of new subscribers to that, so I'm going to get – back on that horse and put out some content for you folks and uh yeah we gotta what what do you want to start with today let's let's jump right into the the folks in tennessee thing because that's i kind of think that's the most interesting uh story that's come out of the week so for you want me to give some some background set that up for us so as everybody knows there was the covenant school shooting that happened last week we talked about that we talked about the the shooter and everything around that whole situation well uh three lawmakers in tennessee's house of representatives decided to effectively bull rush the uh speaker's stand and over kind of overtake the session that they were having uh the other day to to try to push that um, need to have a full-on assault weapons ban in the state of Tennessee, blah, blah, blah. Um, It was, it was sort of a a mini incursion (laughs) as, as those things go. Well, following that disruption of the session, the Tennessee Republicans put forward, uh, paperwork or or whatever you want to call it to 
have those three removed from the house. Uh, so they, and of course, this is a, an assault on democracy. Um, everything, it's all, everything about this is terrible. They're, they're more interested in protecting guns than in protecting children, blah, 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 so on and so forth. Well, then follow that up. The, it actually went to a vote yesterday and two of the three were actually removed. Now, kind of fucked up thing about it is uh, the uh, the overweight white woman here on the right, for those watching the video, mm -hmm. she was the only one who was not removed. And it was literally by a one-vote margin. Uh, one more vote in favor of removal, and she would have been out. But she was the only one of the three not removed. So naturally, that means it's racism. Uh Yes, that's that's what I'm seeing across across the uh, Twitter sphere, is that these two black uh, representatives were removed, and I don't know how to explain that other than racism. Let's uh let's back up just for a second because the way you described this, it sounded a lot like what's being referred to these days as an insurrection. It can you explain the difference between? the January 6th storming of the Capitol and what these people were doing? Well, obviously, the people who did it on January 6th are right-wingers, and they were doing it to stop the steal, whereas these people are left-wingers, and they're doing it because gun control is a human right or something like that. Okay. Yeah, so it's because of the cause. As long as you have a good cause, it's it's perfectly fine to uh, storm government buildings. If the corporate press doesn't agree with your um, your reasoning for protesting, then you deserve uh, four years in in a hole somewhere. If I got that about right, it's pretty close. And uh, I, I guess to be fair, they were already in the building. They didn't have to have uh, they didn't have to have the uh, Tennessee Capitol Police escort them in. They were they oh, were already okay. inside, but gotcha. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have a. There were no FBI agents leading the charge undercover. No, no, no. Okay. this was uh, this was completely done by them. I've I've actually got the video of them. Here it is. No peace. No Okay, so the important thing to note, because this is all crazy, there's it's hard to make a whole lot out of it. So the three here in the middle, the two, uh, the two black gentlemen, uh, Justin Pearson and Justin Jones, uh, and then the woman over here, Gloria Johnson. These were the ringleaders of the whole thing. But when you when you back it up and you look, uh, so it's these were the three that led the charge. But you have other members of the Democratic Caucus who also are uh, basically disrupting session, removing people from their podiums, like pushing people out of the way. Uh, they, they more or less brought the whole gr ground, the whole thing to a halt. Uh, and so that's, that's the big case for the Republicans moving to have these, uh, have these three kind of leading the charge dismissed was that they, deliberately uh 
they deliberately broke decorum and uh what's the what was the exact wording they used um uh, oh it's they 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 disrupted I'm here again uh, i think yeah they disrupted the session they uh and they acknowledged that they that they uh, broke decorum. They broke. They broke the house rules by not acknowledging or following, um, speaking in turn and and procedure and everything else. Like they openly acknowledged that yes, we broke all of these house rules. I mean, you know, house rules are arbitrary and bullshit anyway. But so, so that's, you know, that's that's why that's why they held the vote to remove them because they were just being a pain in the ass essentially. Yeah. And well, so it had actually been a um, 2022 was when the precedent was kind of established for the House to vote on removing somebody from effectively the House removed them from office. Um, so 2022 was when the precedent for that was set because there was a Democrat uh, House member from Memphis who was found guilty on some money laundering charges and other stuff. And so the house voted to remove her from, from her position. And so now you kind of have the kind of the baseline of uh, we, we as a governing body can remove other members of this body. And now they're using it to get rid of people who are uh, upsetting the, uh, the flow of of governance, which I, I don't necessarily know that I like the precedent that's set, but at the same time, uh, good for them. I mean, these people were very clearly not there in good faith to uh, to try to do business or try to do something uh, productive or constructive. They were there simply to disrupt and and mess with the the session so yeah rile up the crowd and cause all kinds of problems one it's the mob rule thing like that's what they were in they're attempting to incite mob rule to get a crowd riled up to make people make a decision based on what a very vocal potentially violent minority wants as opposed to actually going based on the will of the people which which is like that's how that's how progressivism and the left uh, dictate policy these days is it's all based on mob rule. None of it's actually based on majority votes or anything like that. Like they use, they use this activism type stuff to create a, like a, uh, a firestorm of bad press to force the hand of those who oppose them to do what they want. Because if you don't, then you're going to get screamed into oblivion. Yeah, it's certainly, uh, Looks like there's a case to be made that they were being intimidated. I mean, it's got to be kind of intimidating when you have a, an angry mob in, inside the, you know, inside the chambers or whatever. And if you don't do what they they want you to do, who knows what they're going to be capable of? And so, to be fair, like all three of them should have been expelled. It shouldn't have just been the two black guys. If you're going to yeah, do I, that. So I was wondering why, why the, why the fat lady wasn't. wasn't so the removed. justification for that, that's been given that I've seen so far is that she was the, 
least vocal and the least involved of the three ringleaders of this whole thing. And she also came back afterwards and issued a formal apology for doing it in the way that they did it and for her part in it. So, so that yeah. seems to be the, like she, she actually showed remorse for it or at least pretended to and kind of did the follow up to the incident in the right way. Whereas the other two like completely doubled down and said, yeah, we did it and we'd do it again. Fuck y'all. We're here to disrupt and make life hell for you. So yeah, I mean, if that's, if that's the position that you're going to take, then, then they're going to send you up then they're, they're going to send you packing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I think uh, it sounds like all three of them should have just been fucking booted, but yeah, if, if you're going to double down on, on the shenanigans, I, I don't see a, a reason to keep you around for sure. Well, and as um, as a Republican-led state legislature, like they had, somebody should have had the 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 foresight to be like, look, if we only kick out the two black guys and we don't kick yeah. out the white woman, this obviously looks like we're a bunch of racists. Like, right, maybe- the optics of it, yeah, they're so bad that it it makes you wonder that it, if it was intentional to make it look like 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 they sabotaged it on purpose. We're only going to kick the two black guys out, and then. Uh, leave this white woman in there and to cause even more fucking mayhem. Well, it was, I mean, it was, um, it was purely on party line voting that the, that the two were expelled. Um, the, the Republicans hold a two thirds majority so they can effectively do whatever they want. And they had, they had uh, more than two thirds for Justin Jones, who was the main, the main one and then it was just a little above just a little above two-thirds for uh justin pearson the other one and then it was it was literally one vote shy of do so we like know it, was it do we know who flipped <laughs> the one vote I, no i don't i didn't uh, i didn't look at the actual names on the voting but and it could yeah. be people that she's worked with um that know her you know i mean they're all there is a, a certain extent to which there is a lot of buddy buddying going on in uh, right. in state politics. So it's probably somebody that she's worked with that, that was like, yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to be the one that that uh, pushes her over the edge and, and kicks her out. But they were all they were all immediately removed from all of the committees that they served on. And to my knowledge, she's not going to be reinstated in any of the committees that she had previously been on. So. Okay. So she just gets to stay in the house. She doesn't get to actually do anything anymore, at least for the time being. Yeah. And, and so what's what was the end result of the legislation? That they were uh, nothing. They they were supposed to be talking about um, gun control and stuff like that. And, and to this point, nothing has actually been accomplished other than to expel these th- uh, expel two of the three. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, to me, the bigger, <laughs> the bigger issue here, uh, because over the last uh, week, like even going back to the day that Trump was being arraigned, there were all these people on Twitter talking about Tennessee, Tennessee, Tennessee. Look what's going on here. The, this is so important. All these students are protesting, and we need to, we need to listen to them. Blah 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 blah. I I can't imagine a worse idea for society than to be taking their cues from a bunch of fucking indoctrinated college kids. Student, like kids, are they 18, 20, 
maybe never had any real world experience. Their brains aren't fully developed. They've just been propagandized in government schools for the last, uh, you know, for their entire lives. They've uh, never had a job. They've never been out in the real world. They don't really know how to critically think about things. But we're supposed to admire their protests and take our take our lead from them. Is that not just one of the dumbest ideas that we've come up with? Well, and it says that there's a chance they could uh, so a interim. Someone will have to be appointed in the interim to serve in their now uh, vacated positions. And it says that so this is the about the dumbest loophole I think I've ever heard. It says that their uh, their districts can reappoint them to the vacated positions. So so they may not even actually be out of out of the state house for for more than a month or so. I think it's uh I think they have 65 days to to appoint somebody else to the position, so. Yeah. It, it, it's all just craziness, but I don't understand why students protesting anything, gun control, whatever it is, I, I don't care what the cause is. What society should be doing is like, oh, uh whatever these kids think is a good idea, we should probably do the opposite. Well, now these aren't students. Kids. These are these are elected state. Uh, these are uh, state representatives. They're they're in the house. Uh, no, no granted, but the, the protesters. Oh, like, yeah. It, I'm talking about like the whole group of protesters. It wasn't a bunch of students that were organizing. Oh yeah, it's always a bunch of retard students. Yeah, that's the point that I'm I, I'm yeah, trying yeah. to make is like I don't care what the what the cause is, what kids are protesting. We as society should not be listening to them. <laughs> In fact, we'd probably be better off if we just did the opposite of whatever kids are, are thinking is a good idea. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, um, it, it is pretty incredible to just watch the entire uh, blue, like left wing blue check mark Twitter rally around this cause. Like, this is the, there's, there's a couple of things that they're very upset about this week that are just like, Wow, I, I I can't muster the energy to be uh, upset about these things. Uh, this protest thing is one of them. The uh, the stuff with Clarence Thomas, uh, we can get into that in a minute. That the the corruption there that they're up in arms about, and then of course the, the aforementioned Donald Trump charges, where it's just like none of this stuff uh, reg registers on the Richter scale of outrage one iota and they're trying to blow it out of proportion like it's the end of the world like we've never seen a level of corruption like this when it comes to clarence thomas and uh clarence thomas um has a, a billionaire friend i forget that what's the billionaire's name i i don't remember okay uh, it yeah, didn't seem consequential yeah it, it's a, a right-wing billionaire friend right and they've they've known each other for like 25 years or something like that. They appear to be pretty good friends. I don't know if the, you know, the friendship probably started when he was on uh, the Supreme Court. And he's been taking this billionaire's private jet upwards of three times or something like that. I, I read this whole art. This article was long as like they spend so much time on these meaningless articles, these these left-wing uh, publications called like ProPublica or something. I'd never really heard of it. But this guy spent an awful lot of time investigating this. 
And the conclusion was he'd, he'd uh, taken this billionaire's private jet around the world three times, maybe more. And he's vacationed at this resort that the billionaire owns. And he's getting all these like he's having all these really expensive dinners and these flights that would be like it would cost like 500 grand if he was to finance it himself, if he was to get his own private plane or something like that. And um, this has happened, you know, fairly regularly over the last uh, 25 years. And he did not disclose um, these flights that he took. That's why we should impeach Clarence Thomas, according to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, our favorite big booty Latina, and and the rest of these people that are feigning outrage about this. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, there's the idea that you can't be friends with a fucking rich person <laughs> if they invite you to their fucking resort or something or they fly you in their fucking private jet. I don't know how you really get around that. Now, disclosing it, whether or not you have to disclose it, it, it seems like uh, I know Clarence Thomas came out with a statement saying, like, if, you know, if it's, you know, friends are showing you hospitality or something like that, you don't have to disclose it. I mean, granted, it's expensive hospitality. But uh, I don't I don't think there's any evidence that because of this hospitality, Clarence Thomas changed his opinions on anything before the Supreme Court or was uh, manipulated in any way because of it. Uh, so the guy's name is Harlan Crow. He's a real estate billionaire. Uh, so his his statement, he says, the hospitality we have extended to the Thomases over the years is no different from the hospitality we have extended to our many other dear friends. We have been most fortunate to have a great life of many friends and financial success, and we have always placed a priority on spending time with our family and friends. Justice Thomas and Jenny never asked for any of this hospitality. Uh, he also says uh, we've never sought to influence Justice Thomas or any legal or political issue. Uh and we would never invite anyone who I believe had any intention of doing that. Their primary, it seems like their primary thing. Uh, we, we believe justice Thomas to be one of the greatest Americans of our time. And we believe it is important to make sure as many people as possible, learn about him, remember him and understand the ideals for which he stands. Uh, a lot of what they seem to have been doing with just, or uh, with the uh, Clarence Thomas, they, so they run um, like charitable organizations that do, uh, like historical stuff, like um, historical preservation and stuff like that. And they're like, they're trying to kind of have a, uh, I don't, monuments, not the right word. Um, like, like a historical documentation of Clarence Thomas in the Supreme court and, and his like rulings and stuff like that. And so, yeah. Uh, I mean, it makes sense if, if you think about it from, like, let's say you're a, a billionaire uh, conservative and you you admire this Supreme Court justice. Like, I would want to hang out with somebody that I admired. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd fly him out. Um, I'd want to go to dinner with them. I'd want them to come to my fucking place and have a party and, and get to hang out with them and get to promote what they're doing. Because I I admire what they're doing. I like what they're doing. And I want more people to to feel the same way. So yeah, I'm promoting this guy. I'm not influencing him to do something that I want to do. I already like what he's doing and I just want to be a part of it kind of thing is kind of how I read into that. 
And I, I don't know, man. It's just of all the corruption in government, I can't imagine that this is uh, what you want to hang your hat on. Well, and I mean, if if it was so bad that this guy was getting like plane rides to go to go stay and visit with his friend, why was it never a problem for Ruth Bader Ginsburg to literally be awarded millions of dollars from all of these like leftists? And I, I think at her death, her net worth was like I don't know, uh, seventy two million or something like that. Like. Wow. She was, she was being, she was being handed, like literally handed money for no more reason than she was a activist lefty Supreme Court justice. Never, this was never a problem for anybody. Right. But because, because Clarence Thomas has, has kind of been the face and the, the voice of concert of a conservative court, they have to go after him like tooth and nail all the time. Yeah, and a, a traditional literal interpretation of the Constitution versus um, reading your politics into it as as the left wants to do. Uh, you know, it might be because he's black. I don't know. Why are they going after the fucking black guy for getting, for getting some perks from the job? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's great. I, and I, re- I read this article. Like, this guy clearly spent, like, He's researching flight logs and and talking to staff on the yacht. They were on a yacht for a while, uh, talk like tracking down the staff from the yacht from 15 years ago and interviewing them and going to the fucking whatever the the resort is where they stayed at and talking to people that were there and friends of them and, and getting all this dirt, right? And the dirt amounts to is like yeah, Clarence Thomas was invited by this guy to to go on his yacht, go fishing. Uh, go to Indonesia, fly in his plane, and uh, he didn't report the flights. He reported like all this other stuff that, uh, according to the, and they're changing these rules now in terms of what you have to report uh, or disclose. But um, he disclosed a lot of stuff. Um, he disclosed anytime he got like a, I think he was given like a, maybe it was like a, a painting or something. He disclosed that. It's just like he just didn't disclose the flights. And this is again. The, the biggest crime that we've ever seen uh, a level of corruption. That's I think AOC said it was borderline cartoonish corruption. Yeah, sure. That's, that's the best way to call it. Uh, everything, everything about our government is cartoonish. So yeah, it's not borderline, <laughs> but, but the, the level of hyperbole here is just insane. And it's like, it, it's so obvious you guys only get outraged over something that somebody is doing who you already have vocalized that you want removed from whatever position that they're in. Like they've been trying to impeach Clarence Thomas or talking about impeaching Clarence Thomas for as long as I can remember. They don't want him there. He's like one of the few people that are standing in the way of like a really hardcore progressive agenda on the Supreme Court, rubber stamping everything that the government wants to do that's unconstitutional. And so, yeah, okay, now they're outraged because he didn't disclose the flights. <laughs> Impeach him. It's an impeachable offense. Donald Trump uh, allegedly falsified some business records. That's obviously 34 felonies. <laughs> it's like. Well, and the um, thing with the, I, I saw that somebody, uh, a friend on Facebook, 
that I went to high school with had posted a thing about the 34 counts. I was like, did you even read it? Like, did you bother to look? Did you not pay attention to the fact that it was literally just the same thing, copy and pasted over and over 34 again, 34 times? times. Like, I mean, you, you could literally train a monkey to put this together. It's like hit C, hit V, control C, control V over and over again <laughs> until you're, until you get disinterested in doing it and then just hit send. Yeah. What's incredible to me is just how people, do they really actually believe that these are offensive, yes. <laughs> offensive things to have, to have transpired? You know, like real in their heart of hearts, do they really care that um, these payments to Donald Trump's lawyer were, were labeled legal fees instead of paying off hooker fees? That that's like, I mean, come on. And, and like, yeah, this guy flew around on a private jet. It's like, all right, um, without disclosing it, it's the disclosure that's outrageous, right? Yeah, I mean, like, let's say he disclosed it. Okay, <laughs> so he discloses it. Then what? Uh, he if it's influencing him, it's not going to influence him any less if he discloses it. Right. Well, and, and so that's the thing is, if if he had disclosed all of it, they would still be going after him for the same thing because they'd say that it was they were trying to influence him or they were buying his influence or or whatever. Yeah. And like, here's the proof he disclosed it. <laughs> show, like show me the show me any uh, here or any any Supreme Court case that's come across Clarence Thomas's desk that is in any way even remotely connected to anything this guy has anything to do with like right or or would be demonstrably different from how you would think Clarence Thomas would have um, formulated his opinion absent otherwise. this billionaire right I mean he's he's been pretty consistent <laughs> over the years um, you, you can usually, um, look at what's, what's going in front of the Supreme court and know where Clarence Thomas is going to stand. It's not like he pulled a fucking, uh, Roberts thing with, the uh, Obamacare. I still wonder who got to him on that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like there, like some of these ruling, some of these opinions make absolutely no sense. And yet they find a way to justify all of this government intervention that's just so clearly unconstitutional. And uh, yeah, nobody, nobody seemed to be looking into that incredible flip-flop. Uh, anyway. What do you want to move on what, to next? Let's see. We have uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. And then what else? Uh, Rebecca Jones's son. Uh, oh, Yeah. Let's do that. The, yeah, let's do that one. So had you heard of this chick before I sent you that stuff? All right. So correct me if I'm wrong. This is the chick that's that um, this was the Florida whistleblower that said that they were counting all of their shit wrong. And then it came out that she was lying about all of it. Yeah, that's exactly who it was. Wow. So, um, yeah, before I even found this. So, yeah. Uh, yesterday she was like taken to Twitter. I don't know if you can find some, if they have some of her tweets in this article or not. Um, but she was like, they, the, 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 uh, DeSantis state has come. They've stolen my son from me. I have to send my husband and uh, husband and daughter, I think out of state because their lives are in danger. Um, 
And the reason their lives are in danger, according to her, is because she was just trying to be more honest about the Florida COVID numbers. She didn't um, she didn't think that the DeSantis administration was honestly recording the number of people dying from COVID. And so uh, I, I forget what her position was, but she was uh, she basically ended up getting fired for insubordination, according to uh, the Florida government. According to her, it's because she was uh, blowing the whistle on the on this COVID uh, COVID scandal, because obviously, you know, Florida wanted to open up. So they were um, being very deceptive with the way that they would record their COVID deaths. Uh, nobody's ever been accused of doing that. Um, and so they fired her and then her place was raided by uh, U.S. Marshals, I think. I, I forget how much longer after. because And they, they stole her computers because she hacked into the uh, some system that they, they used to like communicate with uh, all the all the people that that worked at the company that were involved with the the covid re recording um numbers or whatever and she was like telling them to uh you know take a stand against this blah 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 and so they they she when they got to her house to um to initiate the warrant she didn't answer the door for the first 20 minutes which I didn't think you could just do that without them kicking down the door after like 10 seconds. But 20 uh, only minutes if goes, you're a white woman, then you can do that. Right. Yeah. 20 minutes goes by with them banging on the door, being like, search warrant, search warrant. We're here to serve the search warrant. And who knows what she was doing for 20 minutes. And then, then they, she finally opens the door and they take her out and they go in. Um, her husband and kids are upstairs one of the one of the cops you can see on video uh, has his handgun drawn and she's like you're coming after my kids you're pointing guns at my kids <laughs> it's like her kids are are nowhere to be seen on camera um so this guy was not pointing the gun at the kids she's like hysterically claiming that they did although maybe at some point they did i don't know but you really have to take what this chick says the, the point is with a grain of salt uh, she looks like one of these deranged COVID hysterics who, um, I mean, you've all seen these people. They're still wearing masks today who just like think they're doing the, the Lord's work. And I, I'm sure she just disagreed with whatever the methodology was that DeSantis was using to count these COVID deaths. And she took that as like this huge scandal or whatever. Um. So anyway, they, they confiscated the computers and then I think they found um, there was a bunch of uh, chats going back and forth with her, her son and some other kids. According to her, before I found that article, her kid was the reason the state came for her kid, uh, DeSantis, was, was to intimidate her and, you know, it's payback retribution for blowing the whistle on the whole COVID thing. Um, her son was arrested for sharing a meme. <laughs> that's, uh, that, that's what she said. And then of course you look into it and that's where that article comes in. What did her kid exactly do? Uh, he, let's see. Let me pull this up. This was statements about uh, the, uh, things that he had said. 
Investigators interviewed multiple students who spoke with the teenager, as well as those who saw messages he posted on social media and messages to his friends. The teenager made the following statements, amongst others. I want to shoot up the school. If I get a gun, I'm going to shoot up HNMS, LOL. I'm getting a Wrath and Natural Selection shirt, so maybe I don't think many people know what the Columbine shooters look like. Okay, so it's been like three or four weeks since I got my new antidepressants, and they aren't working, but they're supposed to by now. So I have no hope in getting better. So why not kill the losers at school? At school, uh, the teenager told one of his friends that he planned to shoot up the school the Thursday before spring break, but there were too many things going on, so he postponed until March thirty-first. Yeah, sounds like he's really mentally stable. I mean, she she says that he's autistic and all kinds of other stuff, which I think that's. Uh, aren't we all on the spectrum of uh, some varying degree? Like most of us just haven't been tested for it. Uh, but like, that's kind of the big thing now is every time somebody's kid gets in trouble, they're like, he's autistic. You're just targeting him because of that. Like, no, he was like telling his friends he wanted to shoot up the school. Kind of sounds like, uh, yeah. you know, you should, uh, if you want, you can pull up her Twitter and see what what her perspective is on this whole thing. But she's literally saying, my son was, was taken from me for sharing a meme. A and you, you read her delusional accounts of these things, almost all of which, everything that she's said so far has been proven to either be a lie or be like highly questionable. Um, and it's just like, I read it and I was like, wow, that does sound like a crazy authoritarian thing. Like you were blowing the whistle on, on a government institution for lying to the American people. And now they're coming after your family and you've had to flee the state or you've had to send your, the rest of your family out of state. And, um, and then you start looking into this lady and she's, she has, she had a history. Uh, she was stalking some fucking student. She used to teach at a school and she had like a fucking uh, sexual something sexual going on with this student, and then she like stalked him. Um, she was caught like uh, holding his friend's grades hostage because he he was like not doing what she wanted to do or something like that. Like this chick is fucking nuts. She's clearly nuts, and I don't care. Like feel how you want about DeSantis. I don't think he's going around rounding up kids, uh, people's kids for sharing memes. I really don't think that was it. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, especially when you've got, like, you've still got David Hogg and all the other people who use the, the Parkland shooting as, like, their claim to fame and are still going around, like, touting that as the reason why we need stricter gun control, we need uh, assault weapons bans, we need all of this stuff. Like, if you get a whiff that there's a kid threatening a shooting in a state where something like that's already happened that's the first thing you should do is go snuff that little fucker out not like yeah. literally snuff what them are, out but right. you know at the very least take them into custody and make sure that whatever it is they're planning on doing there's a 0.0 percent chance that they could ever do anything even remotely close to that yeah uh, imagine imagine if the florida police did not come and take this kid he shoots up a school and then it and then it comes out that he was making these threats online. Imagine if the Uvalde police had done that when they had what's his face in custody the first time, six months before he actually shot up the school. Imagine if the kid who shot up that grocery store in Buffalo 
if when the police had him in custody, they had actually and had his hen had confiscated his guns, they had actually like followed through and done something about it. Um, you know, every shooting that we've had, I, I don't, I haven't seen it come out on the on the uh, coming to school shooter yet, but up to that point, like every shooting that we've had over the last like five years, the shooter had been in police custody at some point in the three to six months prior to the shooting happening had been on an FBI watch list and most of them, they had even confiscated their guns at some point and then they gave them yeah. back to them. Like, I, you know, I'm not right. a big fan of red flag laws, but if you've got somebody already in custody because they're on an FBI watch list, because you have suspicion that they're going to do something like this, maybe, I don't know, like, don't let them go or keep yeah, a closer well, eye on them. Speaking speaking of memes, it has literally become a meme. Every time there's one of these shootings, say the line, Bart, oh, he was on our radar. Like, <laughs> this is so ridiculous. You can't have it both ways. You can't fucking storm Tennessee's building every like because you, you want gun control. And then when the authorities actually have on good authority that this kid has been threatening a fucking school multiple times and is clearly he's unstable. His mom is a fucking lunatic uh, who knows what's going on in that house. Um, and they have all of these like blatant. Th I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it this date. And they're not supposed to do anything. Which is it? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, you better be careful. The, the, the cops are going to be kicking down your door any second now for sharing a meme. This isn't uh, the I fucking mean, only, UK. <laughs> only if you're a right winger, apparently. Uh, what's the guy's name that is going to be doing jail time for making Hillary memes in 2016? Uh, and they said that that the, that that that. Um, influence the election or something what was what's that guy's name oh that does sound familiar now <laughs> election interference dude it's so ridiculous man everything is election interference right. like literally everything every word that comes out of everybody's mouth is influencing election i guess interference isn't the, the right word but um influences i know it's interference i found the i found it See, this is why you keep me around for that quick uh, quick reaction. Ricky Vaughn found guilty of election interference for Hillary Clinton meme. Faces 10 years in prison. Get 10 years for making a meme about Hillary. I, I mean, I guess that's better than the alternative, which is you end up strung up from a tree in your backyard with a shotgun wound to your <laughs> chest. But still, yeah. I mean, fuck. Yeah, well, uh, we'll see how long he lasts in prison. <laughs> right? He'll end up with the Epstein oh, treatment. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, nobody's above the law, Justin. That's the one thing I've learned this week. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's crazy, man. And uh, I I'm working on some stuff, like I said, for the sub stack that's just going to really put some of the uh, nobody's above the law into perspective. But the Clintons of all people is just like absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. He actually perjured himself, um, clearly perjured himself with the whole Monica Lewinsky thing. The estimate for the Clinton body count is in the triple digits. Um, how many his trips to Epstein Island might be in the triple digits? I can't remember how many it was to a oh, fucking God, known pedophile island. Yeah, that one was pretty crazy.
where where did I see the number? It was like seventy three or something, seventy three trips or something. Yeah, I, I I'm sure he was just uh, you know, entertaining guests. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, but anyway, um, you can also just look at that chick's face. Uh, what's her name again? Re Rebecca Jones. Rebecca Jones. She looks crazy. It's all in the oh. eyes. Dude, it's always, always, you can always see it right there in the eyes. It's like, there you go. Oh, yeah. got a, you know, they've always got the little bags under there too because they, they don't sleep because they spend all their time just a neurotic fucking mess, like all jacked up on Red Bulls and yeah. Ambien or whatever it is. Yeah. She is hysterical, delusional, uh, everything that I, I looked at. And I did kind of a, a, a deepish dive on her yesterday when I saw her, I saw her tweet about the state taking her kid away and i was like whoa whoa this is fucked up and then it turns out yeah it's like no complete bullshit <laughs> all of it is complete bullshit and i wish i had had like a couple of hours of my time back but you know um, her her twitter feed is just like neurosis on crack it's crazy I yeah and as soon as i yeah as soon as i i saw that she was like a, a whistleblower because florida's was fabricating their death numbers i was like all right she's my instinct was okay she's one of these hysterics like these deranged COVID people that's freaking out about nothing and it turns out that that's looks like that's the case <laughs> and then if you look into her pet like she's got a bunch of uh weird crazy shit that she's done in the pet like look into the stuff that she did with that student uh she was stalking this fucking student of hers she's not she's not right in the head put it that way <laughs> has I mean, trouble separating uh reality from whatever the hell is going on in, in her head I, speaking of uh having trouble grasping reality we want to we want to talk about uh what neil degrasse tyson oh yes neil degrasse tyson this guy he, he, each one of his appearances is worse than the one before and people used to respect this guy as like a scientist like the more i the more i hear him talk here over the last three years or so the less respect i have for anything he's ever seen yeah yeah he sounds dumber and dumber every time i see him there's a list of top-ranking medical professionals. Just take a look. I'm talking here. about, excuse me, medical Dr. Peter McCullough. No, no, no. I who, want to go through what happened consensus. here. This is, this I, is the I, problem I need the, the consensus. The consensus, okay, I just medical want, professional. I want you to... Uh, because no. the medical is so huge, I can find you an astrophysicist who is sure we've been visited the by aliens. The problem was... That's not the, the problem consensus. was the scientific method died here. This is the point I want to make. I, my it point, died a death here, need, and I need you to help me save it. Because Dr. Peter McCullough is the leading cardiologist titles don't matter here it's but what they, should they matter, don't matter what, what matters should matter what should matter was that the consensus okay, was not second. allowing to the table then you bring that person here and have ah, this conversation i have with them. there we go yeah uh, titles don't matter uh th this from a guy who first of all i remember i forget where the appearance that he was on but he was talking about like, well, I'm a scientist. So when I read this, I read it as a scientist. <laughs> like all of a sudden, this appeal to authority means nothing because that authority doesn't agree with the consensus. Uh, and, I, I don't and know. About... Is... Go ahead. Since when is science 
exclusively the consensus like isn't that the isn't that the nature of science is that you're supposed to be asking questions you're supposed to be researching you're supposed to be learning you're supposed to be testing these theories not you when science has never been a settled thing it's never been a thing that all right this it is what it is because that's what it is like even i mean everything is being tested and questioned there there are things that have been assumed for for centuries that have been discovered to not be what they had believed them to be yeah because what maybe one person was able to prove that it was not the case i mean there was widespread consensus that the the earth was flat that was the center of the universe (laughs) you know just like we had consensus consensus he's a fucking npc he's like a a walking talking npc me all he all he can say now is shout consensus i I mean in egyptian times the consensus was that the heart ruled ran the whole body and the brain was just useless filling yeah all right (laughs) okay tell us more about this consensus though uh oh wise one neil degrasse tyson okay so you don't have to have the conversation with me. But I want, I want science. Back, like and, and so here's what we have. So you don't have to have the conversation with me. Going to the table. Then you bring that person here and have this conversation. I have. With them. Okay. I have. So you don't have to have the conversation with me. But I want, I want science. And, and so here's what we have. We have Peter, we have Peter McCullough, world-renowned heart doctor, saying, I am seeing a rise in myocarditis because of this vaccine. We have the leading ICU, second most published science, uh, Paul Merrick. I'm just, I. Uh, so this is the thing about this list. Like these aren't like random ass quacks off, you know, at uh, some. Saying that local, we were visited by aliens. Yeah. Great, are, great analogy. Like working at some pediatric center in BFE, Iowa or something. Like these are world renowned highly published like experts in their field uh who are saying this stuff like it's not it, like neil degrasse tyson is acting like you know well you're just taking the word of any tom dick and harry that you know this stuff is wrong yeah. and we have to go yeah, with like, consensus yeah. it's like look right. at the list here this is a this is a pretty strong consensus of people who actually know what the fuck they're talking about right it's not like we had to dig through um, millions and millions of doctors to find some quack out in the middle of nowhere to come up with these outrageous theories about uh, about COVID and the vaccine and everything like that. Uh, like you said, these people are well-established and were respected before all this happened. And by the way, have been proven right on everything. <laughs> so that consensus he was talking about is completely fucking wrong. Maybe because you took the consensus of the most retarded people in the field that were bought and paid for by fucking pussy politicians. I don't know about you, Justin. I prefer my consensuses to be made up of the most retarded people. The more retarded, the better the consensus. Well, I mean, that was like the the whatever it was, uh, several hundred experts who had signed that petition to have Joe Rogan removed from Spotify. And then when you go through the list of their experts, 90% of them are fucking graduate students who have never left the classroom. Uh, And, and there were a lot of podcasters on that list too. There are a lot of podcasters on that list. I mean, if, if that's all it takes to be expert, we, we are experts. And there's no conflict there. (laughs) It's just like, I, I have a podcast and this guy has the biggest podcast. I would like him to be removed. Yeah. 
I would like all other podcasters to be removed. I'll be the only one. Trying to trying yeah. to whittle down the competition one Joe Rogan at a time. Yeah. Hmm. Hear me out here. Hear me out. I know you, I know, all right. These have all been on my show. Dr. Robert Malone, part of the inventing factor behind the mRNA vaccine. All these people have been censored. They were shut down. They were kept from talking to the people in Washington. Johnny and Eve was putting show, out the how data. Are they censored? Dr. J, I'll show you. Okay. Dr. J. Bhattacharya, Dr. Sinetra Gupta, Dr. Martin Kohler, Oxford University, Harvard School of Medicine, Stanford School of Medicine, they put together the Great Barrington Declaration, which was an approach towards this to say, let's do protect that simple small group that we know needs to be protected and figure out a way the rest of us can establish a herd immunity around them. And the NIH, who's supposed to be objective on this, we now have internal email, because this is what I do. I actually put in FOIA requests. We know that this is what Francis Collins said about those people before even talking to them. There needs to be a quick and devastating published takedown of the premise being brought by these scientists. That was the approach to science. No other science can be allowed in here. You started this out by saying every challenge should come in, every way to say that we don't agree with the hypothesis. Maybe these people say you don't need the vaccine, there's a way through this, or we should be tactical with the vaccine. All of these people were kept out of the all conversation. I can, all I can comment And you were wanting me to sign onto a, a, a social contract where the scientific method isn't being used. All, okay. I that list of highly pedigreed yeah. medical professionals that you are citing, yeah. I'm not interested in medical pedigree. I'm interested in medical consensus. That Ooh. says it all right there. I mean, it doesn't matter what you know or how what you actually are, have expertise in. I want the most people to agree to it. And if they all agree to it, it doesn't matter that these eight people know 10, 15, 20 times more than all of those other people who agreed to it combined. I want the consensus, not the expertise. Yes. That's and the consensus I mean, that's must like be the, the, that's like the most anti-science thing I think I've ever heard. It, it's an unbelievable statement. Uh, along with I don't care about um, pedigree and titles and qualifications, experience. I don't want any of that stuff. As long as there's a consensus, whatever that consensus is, I'm for it. Except that, yeah, it has to be the consensus that I agree with. I, if it's a consent, I mean, like clearly, the, what was there? Eight or nine doctors there. Uh, there was, a, like you said, a consensus among those well-established, uh, respected professionals. That would be a consensus. If you've uh, there got are 936,000 signatures uh, on that Great Barrington Declaration. That I don't know what the threshold is for a consensus, but there's a consensus. <laughs> if you've got a brain tumor and there's only one brain tumor doctor in the hospital and he says, hey, we need to cut this tumor out. And every other doctor in the hospital says, no, we don't need to do that. Are you going to go on the word of the consensus? Or are you going to go on the word of the actual expert who knows what the fuck he's talking about? Yeah. Like yeah. That's oh, that's. That, that should be the next question to Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> yeah, I know. I wish that I wish this clip was longer because I, I maybe maybe I need to go and watch this whole thing just to see how deep he's going to dig this hole. Because <laughs> it's just like he sounds dumber and dumber with each passing second. I say there's still some more. We can let him keep going. I just I, I, yeah. I wanted to pause it there because that was like that was like the line of his whole thing was I don't care about the pedigree. I can I care about the consensus. Like holy shit, yeah. dude. In scientific, yeah, put that on a shirt. The moment someone says, "Well, I'm of this highfalutin school or this," that's like okay. That means they're going to say something that goes against the consensus, and they want to use that to help other people follow what it is they say. I'm just saying you need 
someone who represents a medical consensus here to have that conversation with. We had a medical consensus around a product that we knew nothing about and a medical consensus around a virus nothing. that told us that exactly they knew right. nothing about. That, that they kept something. telling us we know very little about it. Mm -hmm. So why was there a medical consensus that was keeping out renowned scientists from the conversation when they were telling us on television, we don't know a lot about this virus, we're trying to figure it out. Scientists that were on the ground, that were dealing with patients, were being censored, were being shut down, their YouTube channels were being shut down, their LinkedIn's were being shut because down. Because the individual scientist does not matter. We started this conversation on that very but fact. But the scientific the individual method scientist, does. Yes, it, of course it does. And the scientific method producing a consensus. And whatever is that consensus All at right, any given moment is kind of the best you when have. I can look, when I can look now in the rearview mirror and said it while it was happening, that there is a, and by the way, all the scientists I just showed proved to be right. They told you that this virus, that the vaccine would not end this and, and would actually cause an endemic because you've now made people that cannot clear this virus and kill it. They're all asymptomatic carriers. That's all this vaccine keeps doing. So now we're stuck with this virus. We didn't follow the same path we always have with every other illness like former coronaviruses well, and most of the time flus. Death rates are huh? low. The hospitalization they were the highest is low. The, I mean, I, things are fake. For now. For now, okay. but as you and I both know, these variants continue to be out there, and we are all worried that there could be a variant in the future that could be dangerous. But all that being said, mm -hmm. in the end, what I am standing for is that there is no challenge being allowed. That the NIH, when it's telling us, is objectively looking at a virus they're telling us they don't know much about, is pushing out top people in their field who are trying to get to the table. They're trying to say there's something you're not looking at. And this, and when you want to talk about a problem, how about not funding to do that study again? How about not allowing into the room Let me, people with great perspective? Yeah, it, it's, uh, wasn't it just, uh, know, maybe it was late last year where the consensus changed? Is that when it was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what a fucking clown Neil deGrasse Tyson is. It, it's actually really surprising. He did seem like a halfway intelligent guy like 10, 15 years ago. <laughs> it's just like, once again, uh, Donald Trump and COVID just fucking broke people's brains. Uh, imagine dying on that hill. I don't care if they went to some of the best medical schools and they have uh, some of the best established practices on the face of the earth. That, that doesn't matter to me. Well, and I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure he's touted the fact that he went to Harvard on oh, more than one course. occasion. And believe me, I'm sympathetic to the, the idea that, you know, especially more and more recently that these Ivy League schools are uh, just churning out a bunch of fucking lemmings. So I don't necessarily like I'm not just going to be like, oh, you went to Harvard. I better listen to you. <laughs> but when you went to Harvard and you've done all these other things <laughs> and you have like this uh, unbelievable, impressive uh, list of accolades and everything like that, it's like maybe you should maybe maybe get th this person's perspective on things. It's not like they're just like, I went to Harvard, so I'm right. They they. They did go to Harvard, but then they have all this evidence to back up what they're saying. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. I think, uh, is that it? Yeah, it, it is. It is interesting how 
a lot of the intellectual types who took the side of the COVID regime still, still double down on it, still refuse to acknowledge that they were wrong, still refuse to acknowledge that other people were right. That, I mean, he won't even acknowledge that Jay Bhattacharya and Dr. Robert Malone and Peter McCullough and all of those were literally censored for two years. Like, yeah. I mean, he asked, how were they censored? And then he's like, you should have him on your show. And he's like, and have that conversation. I did. <laughs> oh, well, then you don't need to talk to me about it. It's like, dude, maybe you need to fucking listen to what some of these guys, like Neil deGrasse Tyson didn't listen to what any of these guys are saying, which is unbelievable. Like you would think if this is like sort of your area, like this is where you are, this is your field, and this is what you're going to be going on to shows to talk about, you'd think you would have at least listened to what the other side has to say. I mean, that's the that's the left in a nutshell. That's progressivism in a nutshell. If you ever try to have a disagreement or an argument or even just a, a regular like open discussion with somebody on a specific topic and you you show them an article or they send you an article, God forbid, like they send you an article, their knowledge and depth of understanding of the article that they'll send you is the headline and maybe the first paragraph. They don't they don't read anything. They don't research anything. They don't look at anything. They don't listen to anything. They don't want to fucking know. They are perfectly happy to be ignorant of the truth and push a narrative line instead of having their brain be challenged. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it really is something The the Trump indictment again. Great, great example of that, because they would just keep asking you if you read the indictment. It's like, yeah, I did. And there was nothing in there. <laughs> There was nothing in there that said what the underlying crime was that bumped this up to a felony. And uh, anyway, it's, yeah, it's um, hilarious, depressing, all at the same time. The 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 level of cartoonishness this day and age is, oh, wait, I, I did send you, speaking of cartoonishness, we can get out of here on this. Um, we haven't gone as fucking crazy as Canada yet as far as the U.S. is concerned. But I, I sent you this picture. I have, you probably have no idea what this was for because uh, I, I was hanging out with a Canadian buddy of mine the other night, and we were talking about this. Can you put that picture up? Oh, yeah. Canada passed a, a law now. Um, this, is, this is a photo that they took in, you know, in celebration of this legislation, I believe, that they posted. This is in, like, the halls of fucking Congress in Canada. <laughs> Okay, like this is not a Halloween part, like this little kid's birthday party or something like that. Um, this is these are the people that were involved in this. These are um, people in charge in Canada, uh, officials, government officials. They passed this legislation that said, if you say anything um, against the and look at where it says on the podium there i've never even seen this before it says protect 2s lgbtqi plus i have no idea what 2s is or or if it's one thing or if it's two the two i, I, I have no fucking idea i've never seen that before i've never seen anything put before the l and lgbt blah 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 um I didn't even know you could do that. I thought you had to keep tacking stuff on to the end, but apparently you can put stuff in the beginning too. So the, um, oh, this is interesting. Uh, the two S at the front recognizes two spirit people. 
Oh. I'm not sure what two spirit means, but that's what it that's what they are. They're two spirit. Well, if you can have two spirits, can't you have three? I see. I mean, <laughs> why why stop at three? I, I thought we're not uh, you know, we're non-binary here, which ironically creates a, a binary situation when you have binary and non-binary people. But uh, we're not going to try to think too hard about see, this. Two-spirit or two-spirited is an English term used to broadly capture concepts traditional to many indigenous cultures. It is a culturally specific identity used by some indigenous people to indicate a person whose gender identity, spiritual identity, and or sexual orientation comprises both male and female spirits. So you are everything all at once. Dude, <laughs> only if you're indigenous, though. If you're not indigenous, then you're being a fucking racist. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, so the this one guy, I think the guy with the beard identifies as a wizard, and I'm not making this up. Like, you guys can look into that. These are real, like, fucking officials in Canada. <laughs> He's a wizard. Um, I don't know what the fuck that thing is in the middle that looks like Dennis Rodman. Um, but so anyway, they passed legislation that said, like, if you speak out against transgenderism in general, if you say anything remotely uh, construed as derogatory toward this whole movement, you're fined twenty five thousand dollars. And this is what this is. So this is the, the photo op that they took after after passing this legislation and these are the you know the the leaders of the the canadian whatever the fuck not a halloween party can't stress that enough look at the one normal looking guy in the back <laughs> he's he's like what the imagine fuck being that like what the there? fuck am i did i get myself into well i saw this the other day and uh there was a video of the woman at the podium speaking and when we were like the uh, the morning show, when we were watching it the other the other day, we're like this is not a Saturday night, a not, a not a Saturday Night Live sketch. This is real like Canadian government shit. Like, like that's, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I thought when I first saw it. I was like, what what kind of crazy SNL sketch is this? And that poor girl yeah. in the blue standing there next to the podium, like, like when this woman is speaking. She looks so uncomfortable. Like, I'm pretty sure they kidnapped that kid and just stuck her up there on stage. Probably. And and who knows what they're going to do to her mentally over the next few years that's going to turn her into one of those fucking freak shows. It is unbelievable, man, what they're doing to kids. And, and now they'll fine you 25 Gs if you say anything against it. So you just have to keep taking your cues from wizard people and two-spirited whatever the fuck's um, or face uh, fines and jail time. You know, they have that tribunal, human rights tribunal that you have to go in front of. And they'll, you know, uh, Jordan Peterson was uh, reprimanded by them. And it's just, dude, they are so far gone, but we're not far behind that. Um, it reminded me of that, the fifth element movie. I just kept thinking about that where, where that, they're at that party or whatever, and everybody's dressed like some fucking space creature. <laughs> My God, dude, I, I can't believe that this is real life. I, I, I was like calling bullshit. on. He's like, no, dude, this is like the, imagine like that photo op was taken in like the fucking Oval Office or something like that's the equivalent of it. This, uh, these are people that you're supposed to be taking seriously. We we are probably only a few months away from that. So just yes, hold, yeah. your, hold on to your hat. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm a little disappointed, actually, in the diversity of the, Bi the Biden administration. I haven't seen any wizard people appointed to any positions of power. Um, I don't know. There's just a bunch of single souled people. Where are all the, the two souls and the rest of them? <laughs> if, yeah, I mean, oh, my God, some, dude. And, and do we even have any trans men? Uh, we have a bunch of trans women. But are there any like women who have become men in the Biden administration? Like that I seems mean, to be a lot patri like This is just proof that the patriarchy always wins because they won't even let former women be men in the in this administration. You can only you can only be a woman if you used to be a man. Yeah, well, it does seem to be a lot less common. Uh, it seems like there's a lot more men who want to become women than women who want to become men. And you would think if we live in such a patriarchal society and men get all these benefits that women would just be falling all over each other to, you know, chop off their tits and, and get some weird uh, genitalia stapled onto their pubic bone. I don't exactly know how the, the penile uh, surgery works. I, I know the penile inversion one because the Boston hospital was talking about it. Did you see that other was that other thing real? I don't know if I sent you this where it was like there were instructions that you had to like flush out maggots from the open wound that you have in between your legs for all these transgender women. I don't know about the maggots thing, but I, I do know that they there is a pretty extensive instruction manual and, and I, I think we've talked about it before or maybe like they have yeah, to, just when you th thought feminine hygiene couldn't get any more complicated. <laughs> they have to like wedge a door stopper in there to keep it to keep it from sealing back up and all kinds of crazy shit. It's fucked up. <laughs> it's, it's like an ear piercing. <laughs> if you don't use it very often, it's gonna close up. I can't imagine and surprising, can't nobody wants to fuck these things. <laughs> We're getting canceled for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, I already lost the YouTube channel. What else can they take from me? Well, I don't think you got to worry about uh, losing your Substack because, uh, according to the Anti Defamation League, that is where uh, anti-Semitism and hatred goes to to run rampant. So you're we're, we're good on Substack. Yeah, all right. Well, on that note, I I'll sign off and get and put the finishing touches on that because we all know how much we like to um, run rampant. <laughs> <laughs> 25 fine. yeah happy hour tonight at 7 30 p.m central standard time i will uh send out that uh reminder invite reminder here after we wrap and then i'll send the link out about 15 minutes before that uh before we get started bring your favorite cocktail or beverage or don't but just uh come throw back a few we can um continue to talk about the insanity that is uh this i don't even know if this is real life anymore man i <laughs> whatever the hell this is um i don't know how you don't laugh at it i don't know what else you can really do laugh and crack jokes because you can't the idea of taking this shit seriously is just too it's too much to bear i don't know but maybe that's just my uh, my one soul privilege talking. I don't know what it's like to have two different souls or, you know, whatever. So 
uh we will get out of here on that you got anything uh to plug going into this weekend nah all my usual stuff will will resume next week i've been on a hiatus this week with things going on in life but i will have regular episodes and daily stuff coming out again starting next week awesome yeah and follow us on twitter you can see our little handles there at Pedal Fiction, at JakeCamp1521, a link to the Substack, and you can become a supporting listener or a supporting Substacker. Is that what they're called? I don't even know what to call them. Uh, if you want to get into the, the Friday night happy hours and get some of the extra content that we put out for that, I will link to everything in the description. Do all that for us, and we will be back with a brand new episode for you guys on Tuesday, our regularly scheduled podcast. And until then, you know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.